Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody knows I love my fantasy sports. Everybody knows it. I like the competition. I like the dance. You know, it ain't necessarily about winning. It ain't necessarily about losing. It's about the dance. But it doesn't matter what kind of dance we do, as long as we dance. And the first golf major of 2017 is happening this week. And to celebrate, DraftKings.com is hosting a free fantasy golf contest for $100,000 in total prizes that are up for grabs. All right, whether you live and breathe golf, okay, or you're looking to try a new fantasy sport now that football is over, okay, like me, one week fantasy golf is at DraftKings and it's for you. Fantasy golf on DraftKings is easy to play. Just pick six golfers before the tournament tees off this Thursday. Then just sit back and follow the action live. Rack up the points, per hole performance, tournament finishes, and more. Outscore the competition and win. Bury the competition. Ruin them. Get free entry in the $100,000 contest for golf's first major with the promo code Rappaport. That's Rappaport. To play for free for your share of $100,000 in total prizes. Only at DraftKings.com. The destination for one-week fantasy sports. Eligibility and restrictions may apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know everything about golf. I know about competition. I know about winning. I know about the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat in all fantasy sports. I know about it in life, too, but that's a different subject. Okay? Now, I got my man, I got a caddy, who's going to help walk me through and essentially help walk you through the winning ways for the first major tournament of the golf season, okay? My guy, B. Rando, he's from Long Island. Now, I played golf when I was a kid. My grandmother, Evelyn, Grandma Evelyn, may she rest in peace, may she sleep well, rest well. I know she's always looking over me. That's a whole other story. I used to play with her out at the Lawrence Golf Club in Lawrence, Long Island. My caddy, Brandon B. Rando, he's out there now. I'm going to give him a call, get some tips, get my lineup straight, because I'm taking on all comers. No, Bruno. I'm taking on all comers. 
We're doing a 50-man golf tournament, a 50-man fantasy golf tournament. You think the gringo man dingo just knows about basketball and football? Huh? No. No, 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 no. You think you know so much about sports? Step onto the links, huh? I got a monkey cage set up right at the links. It's right at a par five, okay? Me and you, we do it. 50 man or one man, all in. We're doing it at DraftKings. I'm about to call my guy B. Rando. We're going to figure out who I'm going to pick and how I'm going to win, how I'm going to beat you, how I'm going to destroy you, how I'm going to ruin your weekend for the first major tournament of 2017 right now. Brandon, are you there? I'm here. All right. I'm just going to call you my personal fantasy golf caddy, okay? That's fine by me. I've, I've had some caddying experience in the past. So. All right, all right, all right. So let me, let me ask you a question. We got the first major golf tournament coming up. I told the people, listen, I ain't no fantasy golf expert, but you know what I am an expert at, Brandon? You know what I'm an expert at, winning. Kicking ass <laughs> and taking names. So, so, so for somebody who's never played fantasy golf, in layman's terms, explain to me, explain to them, explain to the people how they could get out on the links and have a chance to kick some ass. How they have a chance to possibly take down me, the Gringo Mandingo. Please, go ahead. All right. So uh, a couple main rules that I apply to fantasy golf on DraftKings. Two things. You got six players and you're looking for a couple things. First, are they going to make the cut? Making the cut is enormous because the players are are, are pared down for the week after two rounds. Okay. So if you don't if you don't meet a certain score, then uh, based on the uh, the top number of players and ties for so for the Masters, the top fifty players and ties make the cut. So if you have players who don't make the cut, you're in deep trouble on in dfs with golf you want at least five of the six players you draft to make the cut that's okay. one thing okay the other thing the other thing you want is players who make a lot of birdies because birdies are worth three points and you only get deducted a half a point for a bogey so you want players who make a lot of birdies because that tax up the points uh for the week so you want a lot of birdies you want players who are going to make the cut if you have six guys and all six make the cut, you're in good shape to make some money. Okay. The second thing you're thinking about when you're drafting players is you're looking for two things, recent form and what you might say is horses for courses, players who have played well on the specific course they're playing that week. Now, the Masters is at Augusta every year, so you have players who have track records at this course over a long period of time. So you're looking for a combination of the players who are playing well right now and the players who have played well in the past at the Masters at Augusta. And that same rule goes for pretty much most tournaments that are played at the same course every year. Okay, okay. So that's kind of my starting point. All right, all right. Now, now this year, all right, if you're caddying for me, okay, you, you, in, in, in my golf bag you got, like, uh, bananas. I need that. I got some water. Of course, I got my Snapple drinks. Uh, I, got, I got my nose strips. Okay, who are some of the picks we're going to go with, Brandon? How, how do I ensure that I kick some ass? And, and what I'm trying to give to people is like, listen, you could take my caddy's tips and try to use them against me. Or you could say, you know what? Your caddy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about and try to take down me and my caddy. <laughs> but we're going to give you the information. Now, you do with it as you please. Okay, but I ain't about losing. I'm only about winning. Break it down, B-Rando. All right, so let's start with the top three players up there. There are three favorites for this tournament. The first one is Dustin Johnson. This guy is the number one player in the world. He's playing by far the best in the world. He's right in the middle of his prime. He's won the last three tournaments he started. He's swaggering around out there. He's one of these players that doesn't looks like he doesn't give a fuck and that's big when it comes to golf. You want to look like you're relaxed and you really don't care what happens. And if there's one player 
who just looks like he doesn't care what happens is Dustin Johnson. Okay. And he's married to Paulina Gretzky. So he's got the great one has as like an unofficial mentor. Right. He's riding high right now. He hits it a hundred thousand miles and he is the favorite for this tournament right now. Okay. So uh, I would go with him uh, in, in some brackets if you're doing multiple brackets, Jordan Spieth, close second favorite. Uh, even though he's $200 more in DraftKings right now. Jordan Spieth has finished second, first, and second in his three Masters appearances, which is ridiculous. And last year he had a four or five-stroke lead on the back nine, and he blew it. And he's going to be out for redemption this year. He is the best putter on the tour or worst in the top three or four putters, and putting at Augusta is paramount. It's the most important thing. So he's going to be out for redemption this year. He's never finished outside the top two at the tournament. So you're going to feel comfortable with Spieth as well. The other one, a little less, Rory McIlroy. He hits it so far, just like Dustin Johnson. They're able to take advantage of par fives, which are reachable in two. So those are the three top players, obvious. They're the three most expensive players in DraftKings. All right, all right. I would recommend going with one of those three. You move down a little, you're looking at Hideki Matsuyama, who's been winning all over the world the last five months or so. Guy has it, does everything well. Has finished fifth and seventh in the Masters the last two years. So you're looking at a guy who, like I said, has played well in the tournament and is playing well now. So Hideki Matsuyama, also a strong pick. Mm. A couple more top picks I would mention. Justin Rose, been around for a while in the middle of his prime. One of the top 10 or 15 players in the world year in, year out. Consistent ball striker. Finished second to Spieth at the Masters a couple years ago. He's a solid pick at 9,200. And the last guy I'd mentioned in that top tier would probably be John Rahm. This is a 22-year-old phenom who's killing it out there. He's he's one on tour at 22 at Torrey Pines a couple weeks ago over in San Diego. He's been finishing in the top 10, top five regularly every week, and he's killing it right now. So okay. I'd expect 25 to 30% of people to take Rahm okay. at 8,600. Now what about a sleeper? Okay. Well, what about a guy that nobody else is going to pick? Because like in football, like in basketball, like in baseball, you always got to try to come up with somebody who's going to get you over the top that nobody knows. About. What do you got for me, Brandon? Okay, what do you got All for right. me? Because I'm not, I'm not start- looking to play. These people think I'm out here to shake hands and kiss fucking babies. I'm not out here to kiss your baby, okay? No, not out not here at to all. Kiss. Nobody's babies getting kissed. My mother said, oh, I'm going to play fantasy golf. I said, do it at your own risk, mom. Do it at your own fucking risk, okay? Because she thinks she 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 knows about golf. I said, okay, well, go ahead. Let's see what you got. So, so give me something here. Sure. So, a couple mid-tier guys that are like Brant Snedeker at 8000 reasonably priced. He is, he's been one of the better players on tour for about seven, eight years now. Uh, he is a great putter, great chipper, which is paramount at Augusta. You got to do it. And so I like him. That's kind of a gut pick of mine. I like him to play well this week. He's been playing well this year. Other guy I like is Paul Casey, 7800 bucks. He is a great ball striker, hits it long, can take advantage of the par fives, finished fifth last year. So I like him too. Another guy that is rising fast right now is his foreigner, Thomas Peters. At 7,700, he's playing well. I like him to play well this week. Now, if you're looking for true sleepers and you're going to that bottom level, those are four, those players you got to add at the end once you're running out of money, there's a few guys I like. Number one would be Kevin Kisner at uh, 6,900 bucks. So Kisner was runner-up a couple weeks ago at the uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational. He's a great ball striker. He's from an area close to Augusta, confident guy, confident in what he does. I really like him at 6900 bucks. All right. The other guy I really like is Mark Leishman. He won that tournament that Kisner finished second, Arnold Palmer at Bay Hill, and he's at 7100 He hits it very far. He's got a silky swing. He's played well at Augusta. Again, that combination you're looking for. So that's another guy I like. And uh, another guy I'll give you is Shane Lowry, Irishman, great hands, great touch around the green, perfect pedigree for Augusta. 
And I think he's going to play well this week. And I'll give you one more guy. Give me one more fucking guy, Brandon. Don't make me fucking twist your arm. Give me one more guy. You're not twisting anything. I'll give you one more guy. He's a personal favorite of mine, Kevin Na. This guy's the ultimate grinder. He doesn't give up for a second. He's out there to compete. He's out there to win. And you can bet he'll be grinding over every shot. He's at 7100 bucks. I like him. You want guys you can trust to make the cut at that bottom level. You're not sure what they're going to do. That's why they're down there in that 7000 range. You're not sure if they're going to you know, compete or not. You got to go with the guys you trust. I trust Kevin Na, Kisner, Leishman, Lowry down there at the bottom. All right, Brandon. Listen, I'm looking to bust some holes this weekend, and I ain't talking about uh, golf holes, all right? I'm looking to kick some ass. All right, so I appreciate the the information. I appreciate the insight. I'll keep you posted. And I'm advising anybody who wants to step into the monkey cage. I advise anybody who's playing on DraftKings this weekend for this major tournament. We gave you the information, okay? I'm not going to stick the baby spoon in your mouth and stick the applesauce down your throat. Okay, you do with it what you please. Okay, but here's the information. We just laid it out for you. This is my personal caddy, B. Rando. He's, ha- he's out there in Long Island. He's doing big things. And I appreciate you coming on the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, giving tips for the links this weekend. I appreciate you having me. All right. Thank you, Brandon. I'll talk to you soon, my man. Take care. All right. Yes. This is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct. My name is Michael Rappaport. A.K.A. the Gringo Mandingo. I'm here with the 2015-2016 back-to-back on that ass podcast co-host of the year, G. Moody. That's me. The last name rhymes with duty. That's what they say. Uh, What's what's really good, Mr. Moody? Everything's good, man. Just, Just getting over this little fever, man. I was burning up, sweating like a fucking animal at night. But I'm I'm back. Shit. Oh well, for Mister Health, uh, that's that's a first, man. I, I get I get one cold a year. This has been going on for thirty years now, so I get one a year. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry you caught a cold, uh, Mister Health. Uh, but you're <laughs> feeling better now, Mister Health. Yeah, it's usually a three day th- thing, and um, it's over. You you were sweating like a pig at night. Yeah, man. It was it was. Crazy man, and it wasn't even a uh, hot shit. Well, are you going to be ready for the live tour? Hell yeah, as always. All right, because uh, on May 9th, the live tour, the world tour continues, and it's actually going worldwide. May 9th, San Francisco, the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast is taking over San Francisco, Seattle, yeah, May 11th. Okay. And for the first time ever, we're going international, truly international. We're going to Vancouver Saturday, May 13th. All right? Yeah. Our, our, our live shows speak for themselves. Look us up. Okay? We, 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 we damn near tore down Irving Plaza. Word. Okay? And we're back. Okay? May 9th, San Francisco, Seattle, May 11th. And Vancouver, Saturday, May 13th. All tickets are available at www.iamrappaporttour.com. We're meeting and greeting. We're hanging with the fans. We, we're, we're coming to see you, just like you're coming yeah. to see us. www.iamrappaporttour.com. I don't want to hear about no fevers and all that, G. Monetti. The people want to see no. you. The show must go on. The show must go on. I couldn't have said it even uh, better myself, Moody. Okay. Uh, well, what else is going on with you, G? Oh man, just um, just getting ready for them shows, man. Just chilling, man. You know, trying to lose lose weight. Uh, I I got a diet. I'm 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 rocking, and it's working without any exercise. Proving my point once again. That one thing has nothing to do with the other. I, I don't even want to go into it because you sound you sound <laughs> ridiculous. Okay, one thing has nothing to do with the other. Uh, gaining weight, losing weight, and, and working muscles, and relaxing your mind, and, and working out. Have you're, you're, you're a man on a... You're like Brooke Shields in the Blue Lagoon. You're by yourself here. You're by yeah. yourself here. I, I'm winning. I'm winning it. Okay. Uh, but uh, listen, you, you, I don't necessarily think you're winning it. Uh, you're, you're alone. So, so everybody should stop working out and just eat, just eat grapes and fucking soup. 
If you're trying to lose weight and you're running around like a fucking animal, you'll never do it. But if you regulate and intermittent fasting, you'll lose weight very quickly. But okay. if you're trying to tone muscle, of course you work out. Okay. If, but you, you don't, you don't, you don't care about muscle anymore. You don't care about the heart beating, I, moving, sweating, breaking a you don't You don't care about the satisfaction of breaking a sweat, the endorphins. No. In, in no, your I, studies of being a dietitian, did, did you ever do any studying of the endorphins and, and what it does to you? And just asking. Just asking for a friend, actually. No, no, I haven't. Okay. All right. That's fine. Um, well, well, we'll get to that at some point, the, the endorphins. But um, um, okay. you're on a diet. You're intermittent fasting, which I think I think we uh, went over once before. That's what they say. They say that's the best way to lose weight. And I can tell you it's working. I'm losing weight quickly. Okay. Okay. That's great. That's great. Everybody, but you're not saying anything new. It's not like you're having – of course you eat less when you're trying to lose weight. With no, I'm, this is like predicting point. the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to win the championship. It's either no. the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Golden State Warriors. Like, come out with a prediction like, oh, the Toronto Raptors are going to win, and here's why. Then we could fucking no. stand by uh, the big thing with the prediction and all that stuff. Um, we talked a, a lot about um, Mr. Patrick Ewing. For the last two years, we've talked about Patrick Ewing. Former Nick Great, one of the top 50 NBA players of all time, hands down. Yep. One of the most iconic college basketball players of all time. Yes, he did not win a ring with the Knicks. We all know that. But that doesn't mean uh, or take anything away from his greatness, his toughness, his tenacity as a player. He finally, finally got what we, you and me, G. Monetti, and Michael Rappaport, the Gringo Mandingo, have been the only two people. Matter of fact, Pat Ewing should be on this fucking podcast. We're the yes. only two people that have been campaigning for Patrick Ewing for the last two and a half years for him to get a coaching job. The NBA has shit all over him. Yep. Okay. The Knicks never gave him a coaching job. All right. But they gave. Derek Fisher, a job. Right. And that worked out. He, he, he proved himself to be an accused. Uh, 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 he, he's fucking with ex-players, girls. Damn. Former. I don't uh, think Pat uh, would have done that. Pat would never have done that. Of course not. He's a great Nick. He, he knows what it takes to be a winner. He knows what it takes to be a great teammate. Yep. Patrick Ewing has finally got in the nod. He will be back in Georgetown where he went to college and brought single-handedly the Georgetown Hoyas to the forefront of college basketball significance. He was the face of Georgetown. He was the man. Yes, sir. He had the scowl. He had the goon factor. He represented everything about Georgetown basketball. There's nobody... When you talk about Georgetown basketball, you talk about John Thompson, and the next name is Patrick Ewing. Well, yep. congratulations, Patrick Ewing. He's been he's been being uh, uh, the people like practical jokes with him, toying with him for the last two years. They had him in Sacramento. He was lost at the fucking airport. <laughs> he was coaching uh, as an assistant coach in Houston at one point. None of these teams have nothing to do with Patrick Ewing's career as a basketball player. But finally, he'll be back at Georgetown for his first ever head coaching job. But G. Monetti, I have, I have something that this just right before we started recording this podcast, I got some, some breaking news that I wanted, to, I wanted to share with you and the podcast listeners of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Uh, I'm not going to say where I got it from. I'm not going to say how I got it. Okay. I'm not going I'm not going to give any of my information, any of my sources, any of it. Any of it. But we have Patrick Ewing's resignation letter to Michael Jordan and the Charlotte Bobcats. We have it here. Okay? Again, I'm not going to yep. confirm, uh deny, answer any questions on how I got Patrick Ewing's resignation letter handwritten to Michael Jordan. Apparently, Mr. Dang. Jordan's already gotten this. We have a copy of it. 
okay? It was faxed to me. You know when things are faxed, they're important. Nobody faxes anything anymore. Yeah, somebody somebody hooked you up, man. Yes, yes. So Rachel Maddow, you could kiss my fucking ass with your Donald Trump's tax returns. This is the sports story reveal of 2017. I, I'm gonna. I haven't even read it yet, G Monetti. I'm, I'm just. Okay. I'm just. I'm just getting the facts right now. Um, so I'm. I'm going to read to you and to the listeners of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast um, uh, uh, a Xerox copy. That was sent to me via fax of Patrick Ewing's resignation letter mm. that was sent and signed personally to Michael Jordan. Okay, here we go. This is Patrick Ewing's resignation letter. Dear Michael Jordan, I'm writing this letter to let you know that I quit this fucking job immediately, you cocksucker you. <laughs> You've been a thorn in my side since 1982, and yeah, you got the best of me in North Carolina and in Chicago, motherfucker. But the worst of it is now over, asshole. Yep. You had me doing half-ass, good-for-nothing, assistant coaching jobs since 2013, prick. You think I've gotten anything from doing shot charts for Cody Zeller and Frank the Tank Kaminsky. You think that shit's funny, MJ? You fuck you. Wow, Patrick sounds pissed. Yeah, he's fucked up, man. You think that shit's funny, MJ? You fuck you. No, that's not funny, asshole. Word. But I can tell you what is funny, motherfucker. What's funny has been watching you, probably the world's best NBA player in history, and the Charlotte Hornets owner showing up dressed to games like a middle-aged soccer mom. It's 2017, asshole. Nobody's wearing stonewashed jeans anymore, fucko. Damn. And nobody's wearing stonewashed button-down shirts either, asshole. Wow, Patrick's oh. pissed. You dress like a backup singer for Jodeci. <laughs> you look like shit, Duke. Wow, he, he's really Work. pissed. Yeah. He said, you dress like a backup be. singer for Jodeci. Keith Sweat wouldn't be caught dead wearing the shit that you wear in 1987. And it's mm. 2017, MJ. Get your shit together. Stop wearing double-stitch pinstripe suits. Lose the black leather blazers. And never use the window curtain section at Bed Bath & Beyond as a suit pattern reference. You've been embarrassing yourself for years, MJ. I'm leaving this bullshit joke of an assistant job today, like now. I'm actually writing this from a Greyhound bus, which was the first thing smoking that I could catch on my way back to D.C. to start my long overdue job as a head coach. Wow. Wow. Find Ooh. someone else to wear those whack-ass Buzz City polo coaching shirts for the Summer League. You think I got anything out of coaching Summer League in Florida? You know how I sweat, motherfucker. <laughs> you ain't getting no thank you. Kiss my ass, Mike, and shave that dusty-ass Hitler mustache off. Take this fucking clipboard and shove it up your ass. I'm about to make Georgetown starter jackets fresh again and get this Hoya paranoia shit popping finally. Sincerely, yes. Georgetown basketball head coach Patrick Ewing. Wow. Ah, I like that. That's that that's how I that's how I would think he would feel. Wow. That was intense, man. That Hell was intense. Yeah. I mean, fuck, man. Patrick Ewing, man, that was Wow, that was Patrick Ewing's resignation letter to the Charlotte Bobcats and to owner Michael Jordan, man. I, I whew. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way. Yeah, Pat's been uh, skipped over for, for 15 years. Good. I'm glad he got that gig. Yo, but now is the hard job. It's a hard job, but you know what? Let this man rest. You know, and you know what's interesting about Patrick Ewing? Um, as soon as he got the job... As the head coach in Georgetown, this is to show how insignificant and how much of a fool they've been playing Patrick for. He left immediately. If they right. really needed him, you think he would leave immediately? He knows they've been playing him for a fool. So he wrote this letter of resignation and he left on the first thing smoking, apparently. He wrote this handwritten letter to MJ 
from a Greyhound bus. You know how uncomfortable he must have been on a Greyhound bus? But he was ready to get the fuck out of there. Congratulations, Patrick Ewing. This is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. We'll be right back. We're talking about Gino Ormanera or, 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 or Amina, whatever the fuck that guy's name is. UConn coach. Uh, we got some sick fucks of the week and a lot of mo. See, I'm Rap Force Stereo mm-hmm. Podcast. We'll be right back. All right, party people. You want to have a good time? You got to have a good meal. Okay. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. That's a fact. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Each meal comes with a step by step, easy to follow recipe card and pre proportioned ingredients that can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. Okay? If I could do it, you could do it, and I ain't no chef. One of the ways Blue Apron achieves this is by supporting a more sustainable, sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs, including me and hopefully you. Do yourself a favor, start eating Blue Apron meals. Listen, check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free, okay, for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Rappaport. That's blueapron.com slash Rappaport. Blue Apron is a better way to cook. Get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Rappaport. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, see, I'm Rapport Stereo Podcast. We're back. Um, we just revealed Patrick Ewing's resignation letter to Michael Jordan. Sounds pissed, but I, I get it. Um, speaking of the, the New York Knicks, G, did you see on the 17th year anniversary of Chris Childs famously two-piecing Kobe Bryant's jaw? He chin-checked him with a boom-boom. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. The same day was also a day that will go down uh, in more shame in Madison Square Garden. They wanted to do a celebration for the 1999 NBA Finals team that Chris Childs was on, but not mm-hmm. invited to, okay? He was on that team, but not invited to. He was a Nick when he two-pieced Kobe. Right. The 18th anniversary of the 1999 NBA Finals team that went to the finals, but lost. Skinny genification moment of the fucking week. <laughs> no, I, I disagree Oh, why do you disagree? I, I want to tell you why I want to put up a skinny genification moment of the week. Why are we celebrating a team that lost? I know they did it. They were, they were, I get all the things why, but this is not dope. <laughs> like do yeah. it on the 20th year or the 15th year. Why are you celebrating a team that inevitably lost on the 18th year? Why do you disagree uh, with that as the skinny genification moment of the week? Please, Mr. Moody. Because because they were honoring that team that were they they were the eighth seed and they made it to the finals. Everyone knows they didn't win, but that was that was an accomplishment for for that Nick team, and it was a colorful team: Allen Houston, Latrell, um, Marcus Camby, LJ. So the Knicks need something, you know what I'm saying? And that team, uh. Still resonates in Cat's heart, man. So that's why, and I like them dudes, and I understand why why the the Knicks did that. I I get that it resonates in my heart, but why the 18th year? Why not do it on the 20th year? See, if the Knicks were going to the playoffs, you wouldn't be having this bullshit ceremony nah, on a Sunday. Something. If it they was really do- significant, you wouldn't be doing. Of course, I'd love that team. They were an eighth seed. Yeah, they, they did it without Miami. Pat. Patrick was injured. Yeah. Allen hit that shot. That was a magical season. And the fact that the Knicks suck and, and, and Derrick Rhodes is out again. Yo, and then Dolan throws out Oakley this year. Yo, you have to do something for the, the corporate image, the Nick image. And this is that team where they had to bring guys back. And Childs wasn't back because he sided 
with Oakley. Well, then they should all they should all be like, nah. Either the whole yeah. team comes or not. Nah. It, it, it's just it's just showing and 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 amplifying and adding fuel to to the duress and and to the disaster and to the mess that is currently going on with the New York Knicks. So they, they invite some of the. It's not like Chris Charles was a bum. He was a he was a starter on that team. He was a big part of that team. He two pieced yeah. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that team is terrible, man. The Knicks franchise is. Really like an embarrassment now to the NBA, kind of. So, yo, I don't know what's going to happen, man. <laughs> I know, man. I know, man. It, it, it's, it's, it's messed up. Um, Gino Auriemma, I said his name right. See, I don't try yeah. to say his name wrong. Gino Auriemma, the coach of yeah. UConn's women, the UConn women's basketball team that won 111 games straight, lost. Yeah. Lost the other night. Friday night. Good. They lost in overtime. Gino got outcoached. Okay. His team wasn't ready. And he didn't prepare his team for a battle. He didn't prepare yeah. his team for, for a hard-fought team. He didn't prepare his team for overtime. They looked like shit in overtime. They looked scared to death. Oh, Mr. Coach didn't, didn't have him prepared? No, I watched it, G. This is in, I watched it with my own eyes. They weren't prepared. They were nervous. They're so used to beating teams by 73 points yeah. that when a team finally said, fuck you, Gino, okay? Word. I'm pretty sure that's what the team said. I couldn't read this, this, this one girl's lips. But at one point, I, I thought she said over to Gino Oriema, fuck you, Gino. Again, I can't confirm I sure or deny that. <laughs> but the point guard was about that life. The short yes. little point guard, uh, she, she was about that life. And they, they, they beat their ass. They beat... Their ass. Yep, Mississippi State. I'm glad they bust their ass. Beat motherfuckers by 60 and 50, and then getting up on the news and ESPN acting like you John F. Kennedy or one of them motherfuckers talking crazy like, oh, we, well, we try not. Yo, remember when me and you played rap? You, we, you never try to make an opponent look bad. The coaches always said, nah, we're not going to pour it on. They always pulled off the pedal. This motherfucker trying to beat motherfuckers by 80. Glad you got your ass bust by these little five black girls. I told you, you need some hood black girls to beat your ass, and that's what happened. Good. 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 Uh, Mississippi <laughs> State, uh, they, they had a six-foot-seven uh, center. She was about that life, and their point guard, I can't remember her name, but I think they her little her nickname was Itty Bitty. I, I'm serious. She was like five two. Now in in yeah. women's basketball, that's you know that's small. That's like a five seven dude. Uh, that's like Nate Robinson. So they they right. went out there and 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 no bullshit. They were not prepared for overtime. They were not prepared for a hard fought battle. And Gino Auriemma, dust yourself off. You fuck you. He was smiling yeah. after the game. He had that right. shit eating grin. He didn't know what the fuck to do. He thought he was like in a state of shock. You didn't win. Yeah. Wipe that fucking smile off your face. Go eat some fucking <laughs> pasta and go get your fucking shine box, you cocksucker, you. You cocksucker! Yeah. Gino <laughs> Ariema, you owe me 50 fucking dollars since 1973. Take that fucking smile off your fucking face. Bring my fucking car in front and take the fucking baseball bat out because I'm going to take it to your fucking feet. You got your fucking assholes cracked. 111 yeah. wins. I don't give a fuck about 111 wins. You owe me $50, you cocksucker, you. Yeah, that's right. And, he, and they were talking about, oh, he's so gracious in defeat. What else is he going to be? He fucking lost. <laughs> right. They're always, they're always <laughs> hyping this guy up like he's, like he's otherworldly. He's so yeah. gracious in defeat. Get the fuck out of here. Word. All right, G, I've been talking a lot. Uh, I hear you, man. Um, There's a lot of... But what else you got, man? You, you Keep talking, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a whole lot of mo. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to take this moment to uh, ask uh, the producers of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, the Think Tank, um, to cue the sick fuck of the week music. This award is earned, not given. It's called the Sick Fuck of the Week. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. 
How could you do it? Don't let him out. Damn. You fucked the dog? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? What sick fuck? The sick fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did. What? No. 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 This is the sick fuck of the week. If you've never listened to the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, and I know there's there's some new jacks, um, welcome, welcome. The sick fuck of the week is an award that is earned, not given, <laughs> earned, not given. Um, we only give this award to the special, special few that are real sick fucks. Uh, this is this is happening in, in New York City. Um, he was in the, the train station in a, uptown. Um, there's a guy... There's a guy up there who's who's a this is see this guy exemplifies what it is to be a sick fuck. <clears throat> you know how there's um you know there's street performers like those guys out there there's they, they do all sorts of stuff. They juggle, you got opera singers, you got kids playing the bucket, the drums. You got people right. playing the flute, people singing, people doing performance art, all sorts of shit. Well, on 145th right. Street in Harlem, if if you've never been to New York, 145th Street is uptown by the one train. Yep. Emerged. This guy's got to be a top 20 sick fuck of the week. This cocksucker, uh, he was well-dressed uh, in a suit, and he had his guitar, okay? Right. And he was playing his guitar, and a passerby was going to tip him, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and as she, she came by, he, he stopped playing his guitar and started playing with his loaf. He started Damn. choking the chicken. Okay, she saw what was going on. Uh, soon realized that this guy was a sick fuck, and she ran. Obviously, you see a guy in a suit playing a guitar. He stops playing it, and he whips out his loaf to get a like. To, to, this is this is unimaginable. Mm. You're not you're not George Benson, motherfucker. <laughs> Wow. And, and this sick fuck is on the loose. He's about uh, 45 years old. Look for this cocksucker. He's a small guy, 5'5", five, five, 130 pounds. So uh, we're going to try to stop crime with this sick fuck. We want to catch this guy. He's uptown. He, he, he fancies himself some sort of, uh, you know, Argentinian guitarist or something like that. And, and meanwhile, he's choking this chicken in between songs. So we're going to try to get this guy. we got an APB. For the sick fuck of the week. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the next one I got for you, uh, Mr. Moody. Yeah, let me hear that. This is in Tennessee. Sick fuck of the week. He works at Walmart. I don't know why. See, there's no rationale in the sick fucks. Okay. And, and, and nine times out of ten when they are caught, they actually do look like sick fucks. And, and it's not out of context. It's like if you just put their pictures on the wall and be like, who would you imagine is, is, is a candidate for a sick fuck of the week? Usually, usually you could pick them out just, just, just on looks alone. A guy mm-hmm. in Tennessee at a Walmart, okay, Hendersonsville, Tennessee, okay, he pissed, okay? He pissed mm-hmm. on 50 pairs of children's shoes at the Walmart. Why he wanted to piss on children's shoes I have no idea if he had to take a piss and couldn't use a bathroom. And let's say there was only children's shoes. Around, why not just piss in one shoe? Why piss on the whole <laughs> stock of shoes? You sick fuck you. They caught Damn. this guy. Obviously, they discarded the shoes. Uh, and, and, and now this cocksucker has been charged with a misdemeanor. I think that's going light on him. You can't piss in public. You can't piss on kids' shoes. This guy's got Coke bottle glasses, and he looks, <laughs> he looks nuts. Of course. Uh, your man Bill Riley, Bill O'Reilly, you, you know, we talked oh. about him on the floor. He's a wild cowboy. Yeah, he, he's a wife beater too, man. They didn't fire him. Now, I don't know what's so dope about Bill O'Reilly. He gets away with, yeah. like, almost murder. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like a... Go ahead. Yeah. He's... He, he's He's like the rabble rouser. Oh yeah, you know, he's, for the, he's the number for, one rabble rouser. Who, like, like like the the he, Trump supporters' main guy, they who who they go to is this guy. He's like the 
P.T. Barnum of, of all the racist shit. Yeah. All the people, all the all that middle shit, that middle American shit. This is who they watch. Yeah, this is the dog whistle uh, yeah. whisperer. Right. He, he he talks that shit. Well, right. you know, he was accused of beating his wife or beating his ex-wife. I don't know. Accused, allegedly. Got to say that. Accused, allegedly. Well, Fox News and Bill O'Reilly have paid out more than $13 million in settlements with five women. Yeah. Who accused this fuck of making lewd comments, propositioning for sex, jump-offs, freak-offs, skull, dome, all of it. $13 million, okay? Now, if, if it's just one person, you could be like, oh, well, he, he, you know, he's famous. Five? Come on, man. Listen. And look, no, no discipline, no fire. A- another instance of white privilege where you can do whatever you want. There's no repercussions. Anything. Look, look, third, look, five women, $13 million plus a wife beating shit, which was in court. We, we reported this shit two years ago. The, pay, the, the shit was on a docket that he grabbed the lady, his wife, dragged her down the stairs by the neck. Damn. And nothing, and nothing, nothing happens. Nothing. Colin Kaepernick kneels to protest the uh, indignities of black Americans and he gets his jersey shot and he gets all the shit he won't, he can't get a job. You see what I'm saying? This is bullshit. This is whack. Until they start to treat motherfuckers like human beings and say, yo, this is not tolerated. I don't give a fuck who this guy is. Then you, we always going to have this sucker shit going on, man. Word. And people, and people will have no faith because this is just straight up blatant in our faces. Why isn't this guy suspended at least? Something. Something. Right? Like nothing. Like And then stoking racism, stoking shit, just doing dumb shit on the air. Yo, and in, in the offices, I don't know why these women be letting them diss them like that. This is one of those crass individuals that will say anything to a woman in the office. This is that sucker Gotta shit, man. You got to diss him and get him out of there. That's the only way they know. They learn. Like, yo, we're not tolerating all that. Sorry. Yeah, what's so good about this guy, man? He's not, he's not dope. He's not <laughs> fresh. Yo, your girl Rachel Dolezal. Oh, shit. Yo, she's... Yo, they need to put her in the New York Psychiatric Institute. She's, she's gone. What happened now? And she was on CNN. You know, she's doing the 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 uh, the, the tour. The, the yeah, the media the media tour, and and it's good because whenever she comes on, people are like they're left aghast. They're like, "What the fuck is wrong with this? This, yeah. this lady's nuts." She's yeah. comparing herself to uh to to Caitlyn Jenner and how she's she's oh. like a a groundbreaker trans, and, and, trans and, and, and every category of our identity comes through. In its own unique circumstances and all this crazy shit. Yo, like I said, man, they uh the, they she said she's trans black. Now think of think about all the 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 hor- the horrors that black women went through in this country. And now some lunatic huh. will come on there and try to take their birthright and say, Oh, I'm black because I've always felt like a black woman. Now, I need to ask. A, I would ask a black like, what is what does that mean? And 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 my, I asked my mom. She was like, "Yo, what is that woman talking about?" And the fact that they they take this woman serious on these networks is is terrible. This is that fuckboy shit. This is that that dumb shit. Instead of just just saying, "Yo, get get the fuck out of here, man." Yo, you you're from Europe. <laughs> and your mom's is from Europe, and you're uh, uh, you're, you're Norwegian, <laughs> right? You're not African American. You're not Nigerian. You're not Haitian. Because you looked at ebony and you you like black people. Now you're black. Get the fuck out of here. And then end the interview. But they let these Matt Lauer and these motherfucking throw these fluff ball questions. I would be dissing the shit out of this bitch. <laughs> Yo, if, if if they need a black host. 
to question. To question. Uh, you, imagine you can, if, if, if somebody like Brian Gumble started saying this shit. You'd be kicked off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he would be ridiculed and mocked. But they treat this woman like she's a scholar. Like, like, like oh, everybody could be black. Really? Really? You know I haven't like, identified as African-American, but I have identified as black. Black is a culture of philosophy, a political and social view. I believe race is a social construct. Yo, you ain't fucking Albert Einstein. All this shit is, you sound nuts. You're fucking nuts. Right. She's nuts. Yo, that, that, that's all she is. She's, she's fucking nuts. And when shit get out of hand, you can go back to be your fucking Melissa Gilbert self. Black she looks like Melissa can't. Gilbert. She, she, Black women can't toggle between, oh, I'm, I'm white today. No, nobody could do that. The only reason you do that is because this is that white privilege shit. And you putting on a fucking costume. Get the fuck. Yo, this bitch is crazy. Yeah, End the conversation. She's nuts. Yeah. Uh, yo, I'm, I'm going to call out this woman, man. I, uh, uh, there's a woman. She wrote this for the New York Daily News. Now, now, obviously, the New York Daily News is 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 three steps away from, uh, you know, the Star Magazine. Okay. Yeah. So, so when when this woman grew grew up dreaming to be a writer, she didn't plan on being a a, a tabloid sort of uh, a writer for uh, the New York Daily News. But that's not what this is about. This is about that player hating shit. This is about not letting a stick man stick. This is not letting yeah. a skeeter skeet. Gavin Rossdale. Gavin Rossdale is a rock and roll dude, okay? He was married mm-hmm. to Gwen Stefani. They had a breakup. I think, I think my man, he was in a group called Bush. Very successful group. Okay, I don't fuck with Bush. I have no problem with them or without them. Okay, I don't know nothing about their music. I, I couldn't name any of their songs, but I know who he is. I actually met him once. It's very nice to me. But this isn't even about meeting him or being nice to me. It's about any of that shit. This dude, Gavin Rossdale, he, he broke up with Gwen Stefani. I think he was freaking off with, with the nanny. Okay, my man is wild. This woman wrote an article about Gwen Stefani's ex-husband, that's Gavin Rossdale, because he was spotted kissing a 27-year-old bad model chick. Oh. And she criticized, she criticized him for doing so. She said, Gavin Rossdale was out with this model chick and they were seen kissing, walking arm in arm. Okay? And she's saying, oh, 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 like the, the model chick is just one year younger than Rossdale's eldest daughter. And basically saying, like, Trep made him look like he's a scumbag. Yo, let my man, let my man skeet. This, this, this dude, Gavin Rossdale, this is, this is a stick man. I'm not saying he's yes. top 10 or top 20, but my man gets it in. Well, why are you trying to shame him? Because he's fucking. Yeah, mind your business. What does it matter to you? No, because you want you want to be stuck, but maybe you ain't that good enough to get stuck. Yeah, yeah, Gavin Rostell is doing his thing. Can a shooter shoot? Can Word. a skeeter skeet? Can a stick man stick? I mean, in this day and age. So what did, did the girls a, a year younger than his daughter? He's 51. He, he has a 26-year-old daughter. Let yep. my man freak off. He's a rock and roll right. star. He's going to skeet. These are the same type of people that try to criticize Mick Jagger for having a kid at 73. He has the money. He's a great parent. He takes care of his kids. If he wants to have a kid and he can still bust, let him bust. Why are you, why right. are you writing an article about this dude busting and Gavin Rossdale yeah. skeet? Wasting, wasting your time writing about the next man, about... That, that's that man's life. And that woman is, what, 27? This is consensual. And and why are you commenting on that? Get your own business. <laughs> exactly. Um, another thing um, that I wanted to uh, 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 address that pissed me off, and you, some dude for Vice magazine. Now, I like a lot of stuff that Vice does, but I, I've, I've sensed that they're really... They're really fond of themselves. They're real true blue hipsters. The Vice Channel's dope. They brought a whole new thing of journalism in. But I feel like sometimes they just get a little bit like, there's like a hipster vibe there. A, a, a writer 
who who says he's a comedian wrote an entire article. You know how hard and time-consuming it is to write an article? And he wrote an article about Dave Chappelle's new stand-up specials on Netflix, and he said it's offensive in all the wrong ways. And one of the things that he pointed out that he was offended by, this guy Patrick Marlborough, because he goes to say, like, I love Chappelle, I've loved him for years, you know, I love this special this. He quotes him and keeps the N-word in the quotes. Like, he quotes old stand-up bits where he says, you know, N-word this, N-word that. But he's offended. He doesn't have any problem with that. Right. Of course not. He he quotes it in there. They don't even even asterisk it out. Right. But he has no he has no problem with that. But he's offended that 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 Dave Chappelle would use the word tranny. Right. In this day and age. You have no problem with him all his other jokes, all the other funny right. shit that he does. He's dark, he's funny, he's irreverent. You know he's going to he's going to take it across the line and come back. He the, the guy wrote a, like saying Dave Chappelle using using a tranny in 2017 was as shocking. And as screeching as Eddie Murphy using faggot in 1987. And this dude who's white says there's layers of complex black masculinity and identity. And I'm a white Australian. Yo, Duke. Duke, Duke, Duke. Yo, see, this this is that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You're not offended by any of the shit from the day. He's like the Dave Chappelle show. He loves it. He bows down to it. Yo, there was so much shit. That if you look at if if you're somebody like that, you could be offended yeah, by, but 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 you're right. offended by him saying the word Trini. That word's totally off, all, all out of bounds now. Right, right, right. But the but the word nigger was great. You didn't you didn't mind that, and all the other offensive shit that he did on the show, which is part of comedy, motherfucker. It's comedy. It ain't mean spirited. It's comedy. And and you supposed to be a comedian, and you talking about oh I'm offended. You a tranny, motherfucker? Exactly. I'm offended by you being offended. Word. And you wrote this and, like and, this long ass article about it. No, you you're not funny, Duke. You you yeah, obviously I, are not funny. Whoever this dude is, can, Patrick Marlboro, you're not funny, Duke. You can tell. You can tell. If you if you uh critiquing and and you writing a motherfucking dissertation about how you don't like your money, shut the fuck up. Get out of comedy and chill. Word. Go back to Australia. Get on your fucking surfboard and put some shrimp on the barbie, you fuck you. <laughs> Word. Um, what else what else is popping, Monetti? Oh man, um, nothing, man. Shit. Oh, let's backtrack to uh basketball. Russell Westbrook is doing great shit. He's having one of the greatest seasons ever, but it's it, it 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 will mean nothing to me if you don't culminate it with a championship because that's all that fucking matters, man. Like you busting ass, great, right? But if you're not beating these motherfuckers in the playoffs, none of this shit matters. <laughs> Yo, well they're they're not winning the championship. But what what I, I would know. like to see, what 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 I think would be great for the NBA is you know the MVP award. The, the big the big debate is should he win the MVP award or should uh, uh, James Harden win the MVP award? That's the big debate all season long. They've been talking about who should win the MVP award, who should win the MVP award, and they always wait to like the middle of the playoffs to give out the MVP award. Now, right. what the MV, what the NBA should do, Adam Silver, you're doing a great job. If you want to hype up the first round of the playoffs even more, because right now. The Houston Rockets will be playing the Oklahoma City Thunder in the first round of the playoffs. If you these guys already play hard, but if you really, really want to make it must see basketball in the first round, which is usually not the case, right? Gee, the first round is usually like, yo, I'm, I'm a chill. You'll watch some of the games. Yeah. You don't have to watch everything. If you want to make it must see primetime basketball, give the MVP trophy to either Harden or Russell. Personally, I think you can't. What, what, what Russell's done is crazy, but either way, it doesn't matter. But one of those dudes is going to be pissed off. Announce that yeah. shit the day before the playoffs start, and then let these yeah. guys go 15 rounds, Ali Frazier style, in the first round of the playoffs. Oklahoma City versus the Houston Rockets. 
Yeah. With one of those yeah. go one of those guys being slighted for the MVP trophy will be magical. That's what they need exactly. to do. Don't wait. You know, you can you could you can count the votes in an afternoon. You know, they figure out presidential elections and president, you know, congressmen and all the in one day. There's no reason why yeah. the NBA can't as soon as the season ends, they have that little break, do the voting, announce it, boom. It's the regular exactly. season. We shouldn't be talking yep. about the regular season MVP during the middle of the playoffs. The, the one no. year they Did- gave it to Dirk Nowitzki after they had already lost to the Golden State Warriors. It, yeah. it, it sort of yeah, took away that. all the fun. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Oh, but remember this. When when uh, they gave the MVP to fucking David Robinson right before the playoffs and Akeem bust his ass. So that is exactly what you were saying. Akeem was mad that this fucking guy got it and he bust his ass to the playoffs. Yeah, yo, they're going to go at it. I hope I hope that's a first round matchup cuz then it'll guarantee it's going to happen. Houston versus OKC in the first round. That will be yo, those guys are going to go at it cuz Russell Westbrook, yeah. yo, he's on some shit and James Harden who I've been critical of, yo, he, he's almost he, leading the league in scoring and assist, and the only person that's done that is Tiny Archibald, and that was like 1971, 2, 3, or 4. We don't fact-check here at the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. You know that? Yo, remember, these motherfuckers uh, lost three, what, they had a 3-1 lead last year, and and they lost. So doing all this, this triple-double shit is great, but yo... I hope you win. I hope you win the championship, man. No, they're not winning the championship. But, yo, the way that team is, after after losing KD, if they just get to the second round, that'll be an accomplishment. Because, yeah. yo, yeah, but, I, again, it doesn't matter. It's like they make all this big stuff about the, the regular season MVP. The finals MVP is what matters. Because the finals MVP dude. goes to the team that, that with the best player who played the best during the season of the finals. That's right. That's what really matters. Just ask Steph Curry, because last year he was MVP. You think he? You think he's sitting there shining and polishing up his MVP trophy when they lost the Game 7 of LeBron? This is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. We'll be right back. Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattress. Casper, the award-winning, obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Casper is made in the United States. You can try a Casper mattress for 100 nights risk-free in your home. If you don't love it, they will pick it up and refund you everything. Listen to me. We're not selling mattresses just to sell mattresses. I sleep on a Casper mattress every single night. So do I. Great pricing and a great product. It's risk-free, okay? If you don't like it, they will pick it up and refund you everything. There's over 20,000 reviews online with an average of 4.8 stars. Casper is quickly becoming the internet's most popular mattress. I can say for myself, it's Michael Rappaport, the Gringo Mandingo's most popular, favorite, and only mattress. Go to www.casper.com forward slash Rappaport. Use the promo code Rappaport. Save $50 towards any mattress purchase. They have sheets. They have pillows. And I said it once. I'll say it again. They have doggy beds. They have doggy mattresses at Casper. Go to www.casper.com forward slash Rappaport. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Monetti, we talk about uh, working out. You know yeah. I'm I'm about that 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 uh that hot yoga life. I know. I hear you. Now they're doing this a lot. They're doing now yoga class and people are in there butt ass naked. They're calling it bold and naked. There's a studio in Chelsea in the city. You could be in there practicing yoga butt ass naked. Now let me tell you something, man. I don't know what kind of freaky wild shit they got going on in between class or after class, but that's not dope. First of all, when you're sweating that much, you want to have something like a pair of shorts, underwear, and a t-shirt to catch your sweat. (laughs) You don't want to be dripping all over the place. Second of all, yo, them positions, you you get your shit tied up, caught up in between your leg, all that, you get a little, 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 little something... Caught in between, you do your downward dog, and then someone's looking at your downward dog. Get the fuck mm-hmm. out of here, man. I, I got a prediction. 
I have a prediction that's coming to your yoga place and you will be butt ass naked in there. And then you will be touting that as the new thing. Watch what I tell you. You are going to go to Starbucks first. I'm going to tell you something right like, now. I'm not going into a yoga class, but I'm telling naked. You. I'm telling you that they're right gonna, now. They're gonna, you, you, they're gonna I don't gas even take you my up shirt there. off in there. And it's not because I'm not ripped. Okay. And it's not because I am ripped. But the reason why I keep a shirt on is because you sweat like a pig. You sweat like the great Patrick Ewing used to sweat when he was at the free throw line. You need something to catch the sweat. You don't want to just make up and because you know what the nastiest shit is when you leave a yoga class and anybody who's ever taken a yoga class or even in a gym or in a locker room when you step because in yoga you're barefoot when you walk through the class to leave and you step in another man or woman's sweat puddle that's one of the nastiest fucking things you could ever do in your life that is disgusting to do damn I, and it happens all the time. It's unavoidable because people are in there flopping around with no clothes on. I don't have a sweat puddle because it's all in my shirt. That's disgusting. You, <laughs> That's the new wave coming out. It's, it's, it's coming to you next. <laughs> now, they got it in L.A. I'm just not with that shit, man. Because oh. a lot of times you're laying flat down before you do your, 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 your moves. You're flat down. Like, right. Come on, man. That shit's not dope, man. All right, Moody. We come to the end here. See Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Let, 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 let me just remind the people of something. The world tour continues. Okay? The world tour continues again. We're going to be in San Fran Tuesday, May 9th. We're going to be in Seattle Thursday, May 11th. And for the first time ever, the international Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast will be in Vancouver May 13th. Tickets are available at www.iamrapporttour.com. Yo. You know where to find me. I laid it all out. DraftKings. I'm doing fantasy golf. I'm cracking asses. No, Bruno. Okay. You, you, want, you, want, to, you want to step into the monkey cage with the dingo? Okay. You're going to have to do it on a, a whole nine this week. Um, you got anything else, Moody? No, man. Oh, I want to make a correction. I said a, a, a guy's name wrong last week. Uh, the hockey player Val James. I said Val Adams. Val James was the first black American in the NHL. Val James is from uh, Long Island, New York. Well, you know, thanks for the correction, but we don't hold you accountable here because uh, we don't fact check at the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. My name is Michael Rapport. Um, His name is G. Moody. Um, Obviously, it rhymes with duty. And we're done. We're done.